welcome to a very special episode of On the Outside. I'm Harry Vanderwood. This is Marcus Taylor. Marcus, welcome to our special Olympic edition podcast. Yes, thank you very much, Vanders. I am not as much of a cynic as everyone. I've, I've often said that. I'm more of a glass uh, half full type of operator. But a few people are cynical about the Olympics. I am not one of them. I don't care. You can have all your geopolitics and all that sort of stuff for two weeks of the year. I don't care. I'm, I'm on board for the Olympics. I find that interesting because I find you one of the most cynical people <laughs> of all time. And I think listeners will agree. So I'm surprised by that take. Um, uh, you've been working hard. Obviously, you, uh, you're on some of the Olympic media team, not located in Tokyo, uh, fortunately or unfortunately for you. How's, how's work been flat out? Yeah, it has been flat out. It's one of those things that uh, everyone wants to make it the best Olympics ever. And unfortunately... <laughs> The sport occasionally gets forgotten because we're trying to do all the other things. So, yes. Uh, but, no, keep your eyes uh, locked on Channel 7 over course, the 7 Plus app where you can get up to 45 live channels of sport throughout the Tokyo 2020 Games. And thanks to our sponsor, Channel 7, that helped Marcus put food no, on the table. I feel like let, let's not associate with Channel 7 anymore. I think we've had a rough week. Yes, let's not, let's not dwell on Channel 7 or your employment. <laughs> uh, uh, the Olympics, though. Yes, yes. Uh, a probably not Australia's brightest start to the Olympics, but home nation Japan uh, mm. getting getting one over us early in the softball. Talk me through that. Oh, so this is the amazing thing about the softball, which I'd be interested to know whether or not you you think they should have this in other sports. They got a mercy rule. <laughs> How embarrassing is it? Oh. That the very first bit of Olympic action for the twenty twenty games was Australia getting waxed so badly the opponent had to apply the mercy rule. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know if I like it because it's supposed to supposed to give mercy, I guess, but it actually creates more humiliation, I think, than just getting absolutely flattened. Um, so yeah, definitely not a not a good start for the Australians in the softball, but Japan starting well, which will give uh, hopefully a little bit of love to uh, from the from the Japanese community towards the Olympics, which has been questionable uh, in the lead up to these games. Tails, I just it's wanted to. Also start on um, something that's been flying around social media a little bit is these cardboard beds that the uh, Olympic mm. Village has, has been putting up for athletes. And look, I don't know if it's true or not, but the rumour is they've been given cardboard beds to, uh, that, that, that can only take the, uh, the weight of one, one athlete or one person um, mm. so as to minimise uh, frivolities after the game. Um, two people oh, yes. sharing. We don't want any of those. Some uh, robust romping, perhaps. And uh, they would fold and not work like that. So that's the thought to keep, you know, a COVID, COVID-free Olympics. Um, what's, yeah, what do you think about that idea? Firstly, I'll say this. In the history of man, there is nothing we do better than finding a way to... Like, we absolutely always know, or we absolutely always can, find a way to get one away. So I don't think cardboard beds or not, you're not going to care. I don't care. You find... You find a way, Vanders. You're always going to find a way for these particular things. And the other thing, Vanders, I'm pretty sure I don't want to take away from the story. I don't want to burst the bubble because I'm not a cynical person, as we've established. I just think the everyone's kind of forgot that these was this was designed by the Japanese Olympic Committee before the coronavirus. They said it's about environmentalism. This is that makes the beds easy to move and recycle. This isn't about trying to stop people. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. 
No, I think it's just a rumor that got out of hand, especially because we saw sort of, uh, I mean, cardboard's very strong and we saw videos of gymnasts and five people <laughs> no, jumping, you know, do you? jumping on the beds. And also, if you wanted to, then you would just pull the mattress onto the floor, like you break the bed and then just stay where you are. So I think that's a, a funny little Olympic rumor that uh, I don't think there's any truth to it at all. All right, Vanders, let's straighten up a little bit. We've had sex beds, and let's get it to the uh, the real reason that people go to the games uh, for the medals. Uh, our medal chances, now I've got one or two here that I'll, I'll go through in a sec, but I believe you've uh, you've taken a look at a couple of the sports that are close to your heart. Yeah, certainly have tails, and I think we're, uh, we're a strong chance. Team sports seem to be good for us, uh, especially. So I just wanted to, I think one of our biggest medal chances, start straight away with... The Kookaburras, uh, captained by Ooh. our own Eddie Ockenden, teammate of mine, Eddie Ockenden. Uh, oh, come on, give me this, this, you can't. The, the Kookaburras haven't sniffed a medal in 10 years. Well, I mean, they're ranked number one in the world. They're chasing that elusive gold. It, has, it's been, it hasn't won since oh. Athens uh, 2004. So uh, I think they're a really strong chance uh, for the gold. And, and this will be uh, Eddie Ockenden, the captain's last Olympic Games. So... I think they're a really good chance. Um, hockey's a hard one, though. I find it a little bit different to, to say, soccer in that it just feels like anyone can win a little bit more in those games, you know? It's, it's who can take their chances. I know you can say that with any sport, but it just feels if you can get a penalty corner in hockey or something like that, then you're every chance of causing an upset. Stop making excuses for him. Don't make excuses for your good mate, Eddie, just in case he doesn't win, a, win another medal. Best friend, Eddie. Shout <laughs> uh, out to Eddie. No, he's a big fan of the pod. Certainly is, and he'll be listening over in Tokyo, perhaps on his cardboard bed. Tails, what? Right. <laughs> Any others you want to have a look at? Uh, I think that our women's rugby sevens team is a big chance. Um, they're sort of a constant high performer. Um, so they're, they're ones to look at as well. And the rugby sevens is great to watch. So I think I'll be enjoying that mm. um, as well. Barty Party, Ash Barty in yes. the tennis. I think that could continue. I actually would not be surprised Ooh. if she, I mean, she's firm favorite. Obviously, Naomi Saka is back in the Olympics. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that, and hometown hero as well. But I think that uh, Barty Party just seems to keep rolling and she seems to be finding more and more confidence and, and being more relaxed with herself. So I think she is also a hot chance of, of meddling, certainly, but, but probably bringing home the gold. Yeah, I think she certainly will be, Vanders. I think she certainly will. Any surface, anytime, anywhere, I think at this point. For, uh, for Ash Barty. Uh, now, a couple of other the, that I've had a look on. We always get carried away with our swimmers. We always start well early. Um, I have to admit, I'm severely, severely underwhelmed by our male swimmers. I'm not sure if there's one there that can, uh, that can win a gold medal. I know you got Kyle Chalmers coming back. He's not, he's not being particularly quick. He's not being blistering. There's no real high-level stars. Mac Horton, of course, not competing in the 400. So I think out of the men... There's probably not a lot of great gold medal chances. I think there's a few medal chances, but not a lot of great gold medal chances. But in terms of the women, I think that's where we're going to make hay. So certainly the 4 by 100 team, definitely a big chance. Uh, Caleb McEwen, of course, a bit of a rising star. Uh, I'll give you a smoky, though, before we get on to uh, fellow Tasmanian Ariana Titmus. Love I a love smoky. That we claim her. Love, love a that we claim Titmus, by the way. Uh, Minna Atherton is the uh, short course record holder in, in backstroke. 
and she was fantastic in the uh, the ISL, the International Swim League, uh, pre-pandemic, of course. So I'm tipping her to be a bit of a smoky and a good chance to bring home a goal for us. Okay, well, I might just have to check the odds on uh, on some sort of application, see if, <laughs> see if there's any smoky odds there for it. But you've heard it here first on On the Outside. And of course, it would be remiss of me, Van, is to leave out uh, Ariana Titmus, who, uh, Tasmanian, I believe. Tazzy, Tazzy uh, Titmus, Tazzy Titmus. Yeah, Tazzy, Tazzy Titmus, front page of the Merc, I have no doubt. Uh, not sure if she's lived there for about a decade, but uh, we're happy to claim it. Oh, that, that's one of my favourite things about Tasmania, is that we're happy to claim it. No, good, Golding, ath- no good athletes Chris Golding Tasmania. hasn't been to the state in 20 years, but he's Tasmanian. He was born there, so he's one of ours. If he 100%. gets a medal, he's a Tasmanian medalist. I love climbing. Um, Taz, just wanted to touch on swimming a little bit. Um, just mm-hmm. to quickly interject between you, our, uh, our, our gold medal tally has, has sort of been dropping um, since Sydney mm. 2000. You know, we had 16 yep. in Sydney, 17 in Athens, 14 Beijing, and then eight, uh, eight in Rio, uh, London, and then Rio, eight as well. Seems to be a lot of pressure on, you know, the swimmers carry a huge, a huge hopes and dreams of the Australian medal tally. And it feels like um, the rest of the world's just caught up a little bit. And, uh, and it sort of just seems to be a lot of unreasonable pressure on the, on the swim team, um, especially, you know, with the men this year, you know, we, you know, the golden age of Thorpe Hackett, et cetera, is gone. And, and, and now we don't seem to have a, a leading men's swim team. So, you know, I think it'll be really interesting to see um, how much pressure they're under, but also how much that drags on the whole Australian Olympic team. I think it'll be interesting. You're, you raise a really good point. If you remember, uh, even when we went to Rio, uh, we didn't necessarily have like great big male swimming stars, but we had Kate Campbell was probably at the peak of her powers then and unfortunately missed, missed out on winning the gold. And the vitriol that came from the whole country was disappointed. And I'm wondering whether or not the fact that because it's been A, five years, B, we don't have these huge megastars anymore and C, swimming isn't quite as big anymore, whether or not there'll be quite as much pressure on the swimmers, it might actually work for them that, the expectations are somewhat lowered and that they're not necessarily expected to go in there and win a swag of gold. Come back to this in three weeks. If we haven't won any medals, then we know it was wrong and we'll crash them next for the next four years. There's another uh, another team that's been spoken about a fair bit in the lead up to this Olympics, and probably mm-hmm. one of our good um, medal chances and possibly gold medal chances if you're crossing your fingers. Boomers, talk to me about about sort of their form going in, which has been Oof. pretty good, and and what you think. You don't want to talk to me about the Boomers, Vanders, because I am cynical. I am downbeat on their chances. Everyone says that we're a lot better. We're a bit better. It's the same old dudes we're rolling out. Okay. We're a bit better than we than we used to be. The problem is what everyone ignores is that maybe the states, the USA team has gotten a bit worse. The rest of the world has gotten a lot better. And that's what worries me. You're going to end up running into teams like Slovenia and Slovakia with Doncic on one side and Dragic on the other. They're going to be the, they're going to be the teams that end up knocking us off. You're going to get knocked out for Lithuania again and go, oh, what? What happened? It's because all these are all the, particularly all these European teams are a lot better now. So I, I'm worried about the boomers. Put it on the record now. 
So we're, we're labeling the boomers perhaps as heartbreak kids, but more so they're breaking our hearts as a nation rather than yes, anyone else's. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. And the Opals as well, uh, Cam Barge, we spoke, spoke about last week, uh, massive loss, like, literally and figuratively, massive loss. And I'm not 100% sure if they can recover from that. All right, Tails. I just want to touch on a few of the uh, not obscure sports, one a little bit a little bit different that we mm. think we've got a decent chance in. Sally Fitzgibbons in the surfing. Mm. Um, yes, a, a very a very good chance at a uh, a medal. What's your what's your? T- are you a surfing fan? And what's your take? Uh, no, I'm not a surfing fan. I like the idea of surfing. I like the idea of being a surfer. Are you strike me as someone? Are you a surfer? I have surfed in the past. Mm. And I like the idea of surfing. I just don't watch a lot of it. That's all. But yes, you're right. Sally Fitz and, uh, and Steph Gilmore there. Uh, very good chances. But the pro- it's in Japan. I mean, who the hell knows what, what sort of conditions we're going to see? I went to the, uh, I went to the site uh, 18 months ago, the surfing site along the coast there. And uh, yeah, I was really, I, I, I'm going to be interested in what we're going to see. Was that sorry to interrupt? Was that visit to Japan as part of your work job scouting media um, for the Olympics? Un- Is that unfortunately it wasn't? But I, oh. I was I was going there just to uh, to visit a friend. But yeah, I did take in one or two you know one or two extra activities, sporting well, activities. Some valuable right insights there. back to Australia. Taylor's two more I think that I want to touch on um, and. I've got sort of the big one for last or not necessarily big, but a little bit complicated. So mm. Jess Fox um, yes. in the canoe slalom. Obviously we don't probably talk about canoe slalom in the, in the sort of the kayak division often, but um, she's. You don't, I do. All right. Well, you take, take this from me then. What, what, what's going on? What's Jess's oh, I chances? Know, I have no idea. She's had some good World Cup wins. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm hoping she wins. That's all I got for you. Well, wow, that's the sort of high-quality analysis we are expecting. We're only outside. What do you want? Um, does I chase it? Yeah, chasing her first Olympic gold. Uh, so, and it's the first time that the canoe and kayak events are going to be held together. So, mm. could possibly walk away with two gold Another example medals. of the Olympics bringing people together. Tails, the last team or medal chance I wanted to uh, to focus on, um, I don't think is a very good medal chance due to some turmoil over the last 18 months, but it's the Matildas. Oh, the Australian... Sorry, I thought you were going to say, you were going to say the, uh, the equestrian team there after Jamie Kerman got dumped out for uh, testing positive for Coke. But go on, the Matildas. Yeah, well, the equestrian teams play it fast and loose, so no surprises there, and uh, I think they should test the whole field. Party boys of the uh, village, I've heard. They are... <laughs> And uh, let's hope this horsing about doesn't cause a long-term ban for him. Uh, I wanted to touch on the Matildas, the Australian women's women's football soccer team, uh, headed by Sam Kerr, another little pun there. Um, They have been in some turmoil. They got a new coach recently after some revelations about the old coach. They haven't won a warm-up game, haven't won a game with this Mm. coach in charge. They've gone from looking like possibly a top top five side to to being nowhere near it. So um, I think... They'll be enjoyable to watch, but their chances of an Olympic medal are, are slight now, unless somehow the the experience of travelling together to the Olympics can some sort of forge some kinship and bring them back together. No, absolutely, they were um, they were okay for a half and disappointing for a half against um, 
against New Zealand and they are in the group of death, which you think, oh, well, USA is the best team in it. No, no, Sweden waxed USA. So that's going to be incredible. It's going to be a hard group to get out of. It's going to be even harder to win from there. Man, is just before we wrap this one up, uh, there is an Olympics coming back to Australia again, 2032 in Brisbane. Are you excited? Were you watching the announcement? Uh, I was. I'm actually really excited about it. I think there's been a little bit of skepticism, but I think awesome for Australia. I think it's only the f- it'll be only the fourth country to have had three Olympic Games. Um, okay. I won't get you to rattle them off, USA being no, one. No, I'd- uh, I'm not sure the others, but I think that's really exciting. Obviously, it's a long, it's a long time away. And the normal conversations of, you know, oh, it's going to be a waste of money, a drain. But I think Australia proved with Sydney um, that we can use the facilities and, and hopefully see it as a good chance to grow um, for population growth with, you know, transport, public transport facilities, et cetera. So I'm really excited. Um, I think they've done a great job and hopefully people can use it as a bit of positive news during what's a little bit of a hard time in Australia with lockdown and things like that. So what, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, it's not, uh, you know, nice to have it. Can't really, you know, not hugely on it because I'll be 42 then, so I doubt I'll care as much about the Olympics. Well, your Olympic but, dream may be over. Well, I mean, what, what Olympians compete in their 40s? I think the marathon runners, that might rule me out. Probably the equestrian. And, I mean, I do one thing well that they do. So I think uh, I think I might have, it might be half a chance there. But you're right, I should have some optimism. Country coming together, the Olympics, all the greatest athletes in the world. Who knows? We might have the greatest athlete ever might just be 17 right now and they're going to be coming to the uh, to the 2032 games in Brisbane. So you're right. Positivity. Excitement. I, uh, well, the games are going to be uh, shared between Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast and Brisbane, which I think is a, a good move. Um, so you're not, you know, clogging up Brisbane too much and you can get everyone out. Hopefully uh, the rest of the country will see some tourism dollars uh, from mm-hmm. it. I did hear um, they were interviewing people on the radio. I think it was on ABC Radio. And the, uh, a little girl said, oh, I'm really excited. Maybe I'll be able to compete. It'll be of that age. And the guy said, what are you, what are you going to compete? And she said, oh, I don't know, maybe high jump. And I thought, that's confidence. Yeah. Not even knowing, just yeah. saying, I'm going to oh, compete. Yeah. Don't know what in. High jump seems fine. I'll take what I can get. So I did find that. <laughs> Tails, before we do go to our hot takes, I just mm. wanted to play you um, a little bit of audio from um, a press conference um, with yep. – Queensland Premier uh, Anastasia Palaszczuk and Australian Olympic uh, Committee Chief um, John Coates. It is a bit awkward. See how you go with this. You are going to the opening ceremony. I'm still the Deputy Chair of the Canada Leadership Group. (laughs) And so far as I understand that um, there will be an opening and a closing ceremony in 2032. And all of you have got to get along there and understand the, um, the traditional parts of that, uh, what's involved in an opening ceremony. So no, none of you are staying behind and hiding in your rooms, all right? I don't want to offend anybody, so... <laughs> Never been to an opening ceremony in Olympic Games, have you? You don't know the protocols. Um, I think it's part of the le- it's a very important lesson for everyone here. That is super awkward, Mandis. Oh. <laughs> he, he thought he was going for a joke early, and then it just got real serious real quick, didn't it? And obviously, for you listeners, you can't 
see the uh, see the clip. I'd encourage you to look it up. But Palaszczuk, Queensland Premier Anna Palaszczuk does not look like she's having a good time. She looks like she's being talked down to by some white man, and it is it is truly horrifically awkward. Surely you would have whacked it. Like if you're her, if you're her, you've just got to. I know she was polite, but you got to go back and just say, John, I'm the Premier of Queensland. I make my own decisions. Thank you very much. Who does he I'm think? Stumping he... up most of the cash. Who does he think he is? Good. Jesus. Oh, goodness me. Goodness me, John. Got to be better than that. That is horrific. It's time to review our hot takes from last week. Tails, I, I did get a question from a listener about our hot takes. Mm. I feel like they might have a point because uh, they said, <laughs> are they hot takes with any insights or are you just making like stuff up that might not happen and what? hope you look like a genius? Because what? at 3-2 after about 12 weeks, <laughs> it is pretty low <laughs> sense. Are we making hot takes we think are going to happen or are we just throwing at a dartboard blind? Oh no! I think I think things might happen. It's just that not not is not a great chance of happening. That's all. It's a lower percentage chance of happening. And I, I'm just I'm just trying to keep the public aware that you know things aren't always what they seem, and you've just got to look at look at things a little bit differently occasionally. Things are not always what they seem. All right, Marcus. Last week you predicted what? Last week I predicted that there would be. They wouldn't get a full round away in the AFL. And goodness me, was I nearly right. That Sydney GWS game where there was about 20 people out, they shouldn't have played it. I would have been right. That's what I mean, people. Sometimes things aren't always at the same. There's a lot of balls in the air. How did you go? Uh, I went poorly. I said that Adelaide would heap on the pain um, to West Coast and, and beat them um, at home. That didn't happen. West Coast got the win. So it, it stands at 3-2 advantage Vanderwood. Yeah, okay, I'm not 100% sure on that, but sure. Um, I would like a hot take from you this week, please. A hot take? Uh, oh, goodness. All right, I'll tell you, I'll give you my hot take. Uh, what are we, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? An Australian team. There will only be one win for an Australian in an Australian team event over the next, until sun, you know, 12 o'clock Sunday night. One gold or one medal? One sorry. win. One, one win. win, just one win, whether it's a round for an Australian team, not the individuals. Oh, a team, for a right. Team, okay. There will only be one win. Tails, like your Olympic theme, I'm going to keep yours is a little bit pessimistic as per, even though you said at the start uh, of the show right. you're optimistic. So, uh, I didn't say that. Uh, my prediction is we, Jess Fox, will win gold uh, in the women's kayak <laughs> event, um, which is going to be on the 27th of July. So we will have those results in. Gold medal to Jess Fox is my prediction. Um, so that is my exciting hot take for this week. No, I like it, Vanders. I like it. It's very strong hot take. Very, uh, very good indeed. So I'm, I'm looking forward to you getting that one correct. Well, that's all we've got time for on our Olympic podcast special. We will, of course, be continuing to talk about the Olympics over the next few weeks and hopefully get some golds for Australia. Tails, thank you for fitting us in on On the Outside with such a busy broadcast for the Olympics. We always appreciate your time. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have anything to say? 
I don't look, just uh, keep your eyes peeled to the 7 Plus app uh, while you're enjoying a lovely glass of straight bad single malt whiskey, the finest whiskey Tasmania has to offer. Thanks, guys. See you.